Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Smile, my friend, smile. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about barking about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Walking in sunshine outside and inside today. Always try to make your indoors sunny when you're here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We play this song the third hour, but we try and do it for you every hour. Even in the dark of night at 7.09 in the morning, we try to make it sunny for you here in your in your life. And we certainly make it that way uh, right now at 9.09, 9.10 actually here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Temperature moving up a little bit, 66 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. That's nice and pleasant. 61 degrees at the Highlands, 60 in Elm Grove and 60 at the Robinson Autograph Studios downtown Wheeling here in the heart of the Ohio Valley. We'll see a sunny morning, uh, maybe a few clouds coming in later in the day, daytime high, 80-ish or so. With some rain on Friday and Saturday, uh, temperatures will begin to drop into the 50s by the tail end of the weekend. But right now it's a pretty nice. I hate to ask you this, but are you going to? It went up, Howard. Oh, it went up. Oh, we're what? up to 63. 63. Well, 66 at the airport. Still 61 the last I checked at the Highlands and 60 in Elm Grove, my backyard. But 63 Yes. here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It's going to be a fairly nice day today. I hate to ask you this. I don't want to put you on the spot. Are you going to try and cut grass today? I am. I am. I am going to... Uh Put some uh, put a sweatshirt on to try to keep my back nice and Bob's loose. Had some, Bob's had some back pain. Yeah, in the last I'm lazy, days. but that's that's not the big factor here. The big factor is I just I'm afraid I'm going to hurt this back worse than what I have been uh, dealing with, Howard. So you're going to be able to try today. I'm going to try today because the weather uh, starting tomorrow is going to go the other way, Howard. You want us to beg for help? Do you want somebody to come out and help? No, you? I don't need help unless I'm laying there screaming, help, my back hurts. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't, I can't get, get up. up <laughs> That's a, uh, God, I, I, I worry that I'm getting close to that point. I'm not, but I worry that I'm getting. My iPhone uh, will tell me if I'm walking unsteady. It's kind of a weird thing, but I very seldom have paid attention to it. But every once in a while, I get an alert that says, you are walking unsteady. You might fall. Holy crap. <laughs> The phone is telling me I might fall. Uh, maybe I need one of those things, you know. Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. You don't have one of those, Howard? No, I don't have one of those, Bob. And I don't need one of those. <laughs> feel like I'm talking to my wife. because you always have Nancy with you. I feel That's like why. I'm talking to my wife now. You know, maybe you should get one of those. I don't need one of those things. If you've just joined us, good morning this morning. Busy things to talk about today. Hour number one, we spent most of our time talking about the American dream. What is the American dream? How do you define it? Many people define it by uh, success in their career or define it by the uh, the number of zeros in their bank account and so on. Uh, I define it as uh, comfort and contentment. And I think Bob concurs with me to a large extent on that. Um, but what do you call the American dream, and uh, do you think you are achieving it? And do you think young people today will achieve it? We spent some time talking about that in hour number two, no, hour number one. Last hour, most of our conversation about the uh, deer call 
at uh, Ogilby Park. The Wheeling Park Commission says they have heard all of the objections that people are raising. There are a lot of social media talk about this, uh, but they feel that more people are supportive of their plans, and besides which, they just say they have to do it. They intend to continue with the plan thinning of the herd at Ogilby Park. Now, there is a local lawsuit filed uh, against the plans for that controlled arrow hunt, so we'll see how that whole thing plays out. Text line, Frio Stack Auction Service, text line 304-214-1600. Pull it up here. Are they filing their petition because they live close to Ogilvy? Um, I I believe some do. I'm not sure. I I, I don't know if that's a reason or not. I'm sure they're not worried about getting shot with an arrow. I don't know. No, not like you would be maybe catching some friendly fire with a high-powered rifle. Howard, I can remember, I don't know, 20 years ago, uh, some of the suburbs of Pittsburgh. Hold on a second. 20 years ago would have been, oh, about 2000. Okay. Some of the suburbs like of Pittsburgh. 40 years ago, I can't remember. Couldn't remember that. Either could I. But uh, they battered this, the suburbs. And, and it was kind of a little different problem. You know, their their shrubs, their gardens were yeah, being yeah. destroyed. And also, it was hard to go down the street without clipping one. Mm-hmm. And that was the, the factor. It wasn't like what we're dealing here with Ogilvy Park, which I truly believe, if it's not, it's a borderline uh, a safety issue. You know, these, these, these safety deer are not well, yeah. and they need to be thinned out. And, and you had neighbors that wanted to save the deer, and then common sense prevailed, Howard. There's too many deer here now. They, they just had to acknowledge that there's just too many of them. Didn't we have, or do we have, an urban deer hunt here in the city of Wheeling? We have from time to time, I know. The one that I remember, and I used to get a kick out of going up 470, going up the hill, and looking would be to your left in the Bethlehem area, you would always see the biggest, nicest, healthiest bucks on that hillside. And that's where they came in, and they you don't see hardly any deer up there. Now, if you see a deer, you better, you're you seeing something. I know that we have had in the past... Um, what they call an urban deer hunt, a special, just like a one-week period, uh, special permits and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if that's a yearly – I don't know if they do that on a regular basis or not. And I think it was times that you and I probably weren't out. You know, in the middle of the night, those deer are crossing 470. And, and again, now you have a problem. They're nice to look at, but it it's also brings a problem with it. So they did the thing that they thought they had to do, and they got rid of them. And your point is, for those who worry about um, – the deer being, you know, killing Bambi. Uh, and, and again, I don't mean to be so, I, I, I get it. I understand nobody wants to kill Bambi. I, I, I really do get that. Um, but I got to tell you, the last couple of days, uh, I have seen uh, two or three deer carcasses on the road uh, on I-70 on Route 40, just mangled and pulled off to the side of the road. I mean, as they grow too as the herd gets too big and they start wandering out in the middle of the road, I said earlier, it's one of the things that Nancy and I get a little nervous about driving through Ogilvy. I mean, we go five miles an hour. I know people think we're just old people, but it's because at any moment the deer could jump out at you or cross the road or what have you. And it's just not the deer herds that have grown. It's also the neighborhoods have grown. You know, yeah, uh, look point. at all the neighborhoods out towards the country that weren't there before. Well, you, you push the deer somewhere else yeah. now. And I say what, any time of the day or night, especially when you can't see, if you're crossing down there by Wheeling Park, the deer, that's where they go down to the creek. There's still deer in that area. I don't think they're a problem yet, but you better watch out for them. I don't, you say Wheeling Park, and I, I'm not sure if it's talking the same. I don't know about Wheeling Park per se, but down closer to Dimmydale, they come off that hill and they go. I mean, Dimmydale sometimes has multiple 
Yeah, even right there at the statue, they come right across there and, you know, they're back and forth, back and forth to the water. 916 Watchdog Morning Show. So that's where we have been. Where we're going to go is where you'd like to take us. 304-214-1600 is the uh, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Or 304-232-8255 is the Frio Stack Auction Service phone line if, uh, if you would like to use it. Let's go to Clearview and let's talk to Rich. Clearview, Rich. Good morning, sir. Uh, hi, Howard. Talking about, I'm hearing an echo here on your. Well, you're sounding feedback. good to us. So, what what do you what's on your mind? Yeah, I hit a deer. A deer hit me in a commercial truck. My brother hit one. My son hit one. Yeah. I mean, everybody I know has had deer encounters, and uh, this one month, I don't forget what year, six hundred and ten deer were hit by automobiles in a high county. There was a fact on that. Wow, that sounds that that's an amazing number. I, I I'm not doubting you. I just that's a t- dramatically larger number than I would have guessed. I do know there's yeah. plenty of deer you know uh, deer collisions with with cars. Well, but like a, you know, every member of my family has hit a deer or had been hit by a deer. And, uh, and I had a friend of mine who was a head housekeeper up to Wilson Lodge. I went to I was up there one time. And she hit her face all bandaged up. I said, "What happened to you?" She said, "They're coming to work and I threw my." front window in the car and it's hooked me and broke my nose. Oh. <laughs> I mean, everybody I know and my brothers was on on the way to my uh, daughter's graduation ceremony and he never got there. It was at the Civic Center and I called him. I said, Phil, how come you didn't get there? He says, well, I had a deer coming oh, down the road. <laughs> You know, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. You 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 have said two different things, and you should. You're right to say two different things. You've said on some occasions you hit a deer, and other occasions a deer hit you. And the difference is, if you hit a deer, your insurance isn't going to pay for it. If a deer hits you, it will. I know this because my son Jason uh, had a run-in with a deer a number of years ago, and the insurance guy said, "Oh, wait a minute, took the wait." Did you hit the deer? Because no, the deer came out and ran into me. He goes, oh, then you're okay. The deer hit you. <laughs> you're okay. So there is a difference between whether you hit the deer or the deer hit you. But anyways, well, I, I'm I'm sorry that you've had so many collisions. And Bob, does that number sound high to you? Six hundred and two in a month? No, Howard. Because again, we don't have that in Elm Grove, but you get out on the ridges. And I'll, would you agree with this, Rich? If if you lived in West Liberty and you drove to Wheeling every day, I don't care how careful you are, you're probably going to hit a deer within that year. Do you? agree with that rich oh, i agree well because uh, my my uh, son-in-law is a police officer at west Liv, and he travels from clearview to west Liv every day i he, he tells me that he sees them all the time he's running across the road somewhere and uh hmm. yeah mine i totaled my car i mean i was driving on a small honda civic at the time on river road and i hit one and those things are so strong that, oh I hit it up there where Gumby's is, and uh, knocked it ahead of me, and then almost ran over it again. That thing got up and ran up into the woods. My car, I had $1,500 worth of damage to that, and I had to get rid of it. You know, unless it's a young, a really, really young fawn, 
it's they, they are they are solid. I mean, a, a deer is solid. You know, oh. you, you hit it and bam, they're just like boom. And remember, Rich and everybody out there listening, the deer hit you. You didn't hit the deer. Yeah, the deer hit you. That's very important. <laughs> when you file the report, the deer hit me. Hey, Rich, I got to run. Thank you very much, pal. I appreciate it. Keep on calling in whenever the mood strikes you. I appreciate it. And all of the rest of you, feel free to use the Frio Stack Auction Service text line or hotline at 304-232-8255. The text line as well. And I have a couple of texts. I'll get to those coming up in a minute. Uh, the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600. The phone line, 304-232-8255. I, I want to get to another story if we have time, although I'm happy to continue along with the deer kill story uh, because clearly it motivates a lot of people. Um, although so far we have not heard from anybody. I haven't heard any texting or any calls from anybody who thinks that it ought to be stopped. I mean, so far everybody is that on this show has acknowledged that it's it's something that needs to be done. You want to save the deer? Give us a call. <laughs> it's a 921 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Motto Mortgage Valor is a locally owned and operated mortgage brokerage where they can shop your loan to multiple lenders with just one credit pull. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a real estate investor looking to expand your portfolio, they have you covered. Connected to a large network of lenders and a vast selection of loan products, they can match your unique needs and qualifications with the perfect loan options available. Unlike banks and retail lenders, they have access to an expansive menu of loan products and credit scenarios to help a wider range of borrowers and investors. Motto Mortgage Valor, offering you more loan products than anyone in the area. Call 304-905-8525. We know you work hard every day. How about a change of pace in your normal routine? Let Jill's Gentleman's Club take you away from the reality of the real world for a few hours. Stop by after work or on the weekend and let the gorgeous dancers at Jill's strip away your troubles and worries. There's no better way to relax than sipping on a cold beverage while enjoying the stage show of one of the many house dancers at Jill's. And Jill's is the perfect place for that bachelor or divorce party. For a great read, check out Jill's blogs on jillsatclassact.com. Like us on Facebook, too. Located on I-70, exit 11, Dallas Pike. Don't just listen. Be part of all of our shows. Use the Frio Stack Auction Service hotline. Call or text us at 304-214-1600. The Frio Stack Auction Service hotline. Your direct connection to the watchdog. Live from the Robinson Auto Group studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. She walks through the corn leading down to the river Her hair shone like gold in the hot morning sun She took all the love that a poor boy could give her And left me to die like a fox on the run now that sounds like the fiddle again to me, but is that that's not is that the accordion again, Bob, or what is that? that that's a fiddle. Howard. That's a fiddle. All right, I got the fiddle. That's not uh, Robert C. Bird, is it? No, that'd be Tom T. Hall. Ah, Tom T. Hall. Very good. Nine twenty-three, twenty-three after the hour here. Watchdog Morning Show mentioned earlier. When we are done today, it is time to turn to uh, statewide talk line. Hoppy Kirchhoff ran down his guest list for you uh, today. By the way, I talked about podcasts. You know, uh, you can listen to our podcast at watchdognetwork.com. Every hour, every show is posted on watchdognetwork.com, so you can hear what Bob and I have had to say. Some people prefer to listen in the evening, or some people like to listen in the afternoon. Some people don't like Dave Weekly. 
uh, <laughs> hotline. So they listen to us instead. Uh, the, the the entire hour of every every hour of every show is posted on watchdognetwork.com. Uh, I bring that up because uh, Hoppy Kerchival does the same thing. You can also listen to Hoppy Kerchival's show. And if you listen to the uh, tail end of the first hour from yesterday, you get to hear me as I was talking with Hoppy about the homeless situation in uh, in Wheeling and how the council is um, getting all energized about it. So if you if you if you have what do you say what do you say to Hoppy, uh, you can listen by uh, going to Hoppy Kirch at wvmetronews.com. Uh, look up their podcast and it's uh, hour two from ye- hour one from yesterday's show. Tail end of the show, 1045 or so. I always pay attention to what Hoppy thinks. Does he think we have a problem up here, Howard, or was he asking you? He was asking me, but I, I think Hoppy has – I think Hoppy and I are pretty much in the same boat on this. Um, and we cannot ignore the, the reality of homelessness as a social problem. We have to acknowledge that there's, there's an issue out there. It has to do with affordable housing. It has to do with, uh, you know, not enough income from any, a lot of mental health drug. But as I say, Hoppy also says, but we can't ignore the impact of homeless camps or homeless individuals or panhandling on the average citizen or on the on the street. I don't want to throw the baby out the bathwater. We can't stop worrying about dealing with the homeless. One of my concerns has been, well, I don't necessarily want to shift gears here, but you asked the question, so, um, and I brought it up, I guess. Uh, and I think the mayor and I talked about this not this week, but a couple of weeks ago. When Melissa Adams was first hired as the city's uh, housing uh, liaison, homeless liaison, I should say, I, I think part of what she, the intent was that she would help work with various agencies on ways to reduce the number of homeless. And that shift that shifted now into finding ways to house the homeless who are here. But I don't know that we've done enough talking about what do we do to reduce the number of homeless. It's a whole different story. I don't necessarily want to get into it today. But anyways, to your question, I think Hoppy agrees with me. We can't ignore that there is a social issue and that many homeless people have problems that need to be helped. But we also can't ignore the impact it has on you and I when you go down, you know, uh, and see people panhandling on the street or when they're sleeping uh, you know, on the street in front of your building, or Bob, when you and I come into work sometimes in the morning and we see some, you know, hanging out on the steps here. I mean, I, on the one hand, I have human sympathy for them, but it's a dangerous. You know, we we heard about the uh, the, the the guy up in East Wheeling uh, who was actually, I think, arrested, right? Uh, who had was walking around with a machete, and not just once, but multiple times. Talked yesterday to a fellow who had uh, his kids up there at the 16th Street. Not 16th Street. Help me. Um, East Wheeling Playground. Uh, well, that's just that's what it is. The East Wheeling Playground, right? The football field. And uh, this guy comes down the street, waving his machete around. Well, you know, yeah, that's that. Those are the kind of things we can't tolerate. And I've heard more and more safety concerns. It's just uh, not, it you know, panhandling, an eye sword. No, it's not that. It, it, it's it's it's. It's turned into where people are uh, really concerned about safety. I wrote I wrote a, a, a little piece which I posted on Facebook yesterday. We, there are three things we got to deal with here. Number one, as I've said, and I'm not going to repeat myself, but homelessness as a social problem needs to be dealt. We can't ignore that. Homelessness as a the panhandling issue, which is I guess I would call it more of a nuisance, but it's a, the, the, that needs to be dealt with. And I know there are problems because of court rulings and so on. 
but the panhandling is a problem. And then the, the issue you just brought up, Bob, it's becoming a safety problem. You know, a city worker is beat up at one of the homeless camps uh, or by someone from one of the homeless camps. This guy's wandering around with a machete. I've heard that multiple times. Uh, you, you, and you have, you know, moms and little kids wandering the trail trying to take a nice walk in the afternoon. And there's a homeless person stalking them or uh, I, I use that for lack of a better word, wandering around behind them, threatening them. Um, we can't tolerate that. So what do we do? I mean, it's it's but we sh- we we got to deal with all of those things. They're all separate problems, which means there are separate solutions. By the way, I don't think the Life Hub is a solution for any of them. But that's my opinion, and we'll talk about it later. Nine twenty-eight here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, coming up today, as I mentioned, uh, statewide talk line Hoppy Kirchival from ten to noon. Then, oh boy, it's a Thursday. You know what that means. It's the Donnie Gilbert Show. It's the Donnie Gilbert Radio Show. And you and I both know who one of his guests is going to be because he already caused us trouble. Oh, it's going to be uh, Frank O'Brien. Frank O'Brien, who called Donnie right in the middle of, or, or who Donnie called right in the middle of Frank being live on the radio with us. Try to schedule him on his show. Holy mackerel. Frank will uh, continue the update of the West Bank Arena, the Capitol Music Hall, all of those kind of things. I assume he'll talk about the Wheeling Inn. Well, that's the big news story. So maybe he won't. I don't know. Uh, Alice Cooper will be at the West Bank Arena Sunday, and we'll be talking about that. Is also, he stopping in? Is Alice Cooper stopping in? I don't think Alice Donnie's is going to be here, but I don't know. Who, you know, with Donnie. Look, remember, we had Elvis' son. You just never know. You never know who's liable to stop in. On the, somebody stopped in over there. Did you notice that? Yeah, the, I checked that out. Right? Somebody somebody stopped in uh, over there on the floor. If my back didn't hurt, I'd get down there and sniff at it, Howard. Yeah, I'd tell you what it is. Sure I'm, I'm a little big, concerned about that. There's a little big wet spot or some kind there on the floor. I don't think I'm dripping. I'm not dribbling. I'm not. I'm into the vestroom. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, uh, so Nelson Croft will be in today. Is he bringing any uh, pets with him, It's Howard? the pet of the week. It's the pet of the week will be here from the Ohio County Animal Shelter. Uh, and then, oh, oh, he stole another one of my guests, but that's okay. Uh, Sarah Woodshaw coming in, uh, the mayor of Moundsville. Well, yeah. yeah. What's up with that, Donnie? Well, i tell you this, Howard. The pet of the week will tell us what that stain is. Yeah, because if the pet of the week goes straight to the spot of the we, floor we and know what sniffing. It is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyways, uh, uh, good. Sarah, Sarah's a really nice person. I really enjoy her, um, the mayor of Moundsville. Uh, and again, just for our promotion, uh, the manager and the mayor is going to be a regular feature of the show for a while. Uh, every six weeks or so, uh, we, uh, Moundsville city manager Rick Healy and... Uh, Moundsville's Mayor Sarah Woodshaw together here in the studio. They'll be with us a week from today, next Thursday. Uh, also, Alicia Wright from Man Can Wheeling will be in to update on the latest in the job world. That's what it says Is right Tony here. looking for a job? That's, I don't know, but uh, they'll be in to update us on the latest in the job world. And, of course, Bear will be here. Bear Lola will be at be 2 here. o'clock. Mr. Wright will be here. Uh, with uh, all of the picks of the week for a high school, pro, college, and all that kind of good stuff. Does he does he use his good ones for Donnie, or does he save them for you, Bob and Bear, and Bob? I'm, I'm not sure. I thought we had the good ones. All right. 931, 21 to the hour here, Watchdog Morning Show. I really want to talk about Wheeling Coffee and Spice if we have time after we check into the newsroom with Taylor Long. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 5th. 
Fourteen people from Ohio County are asking for a writ of prohibition, a writ of mandamus, and a temporary injunction. And that's not just for the hunt from November 6th through the 8th. They're suing to stop a planned deer hunt at Ogilvy Park, arguing that the deer are tame and have grown to trust humans. They're also asking for a ban on hand feeding and taming of deer in the park. Officials say the deer population is five times the regional average, but the plaintiffs say that's based on an inaccurate survey. A hearing is set for next Friday in Ohio County Circuit Court. Seven News reached out to Ogilby for a statement regarding the lawsuit, but has yet to hear back at this time. And across the mountain state, more evidence is surfacing about the poor conditions at prisons and jails in West Virginia, especially the southern regional in Raleigh County. The jail is the subject of a massive federal class action suit filed on behalf of the inmates, alleging chronic understaffing, inmate crowding, and several deaths in recent years. Lawyers in the case have already conducted depositions on several current and former corrections leaders. The group also says there needs to be more mental health professionals at Southern Regional and all other jails and prisons in the state. In the past, Governor Justice and legislative leaders have said the corrections issues and problems would be addressed. And voting for the People's Choice Award in the 12th annual Dancing with the Ohio Valley Stars is now open. You can vote as many times as you want starting now. Votes are a dollar each. The couple with the most votes by the end of the performances on November 4th will receive the People's Choice Award. All funds raised not only support your favorite dancers, but they also support Augusta Levy's mission of providing services for children with autism. To vote now, you can go to AugustaLevy.org and cast as many votes as you would like. WTRF is a proud media sponsor of the event. 7 News anchor Bailey Martin will be participating. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Seal off drafts, dust, and moisture with MD Weather Stripping from Menards. We have the Midwest's largest selection of in-stock weather stripping with over 130 products available to take home and start lowering your energy bills today. Save time and money with a 17-foot-long self-adhesive weather strip. Only $189 after 11% rebate. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through October 8th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands, WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, we embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family. Or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. 
A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. But you don't have to call me darling, darling, you never is Howard Monroe, and you can call me by that, although some people just call me Granddad. Teddy has a problem with that. When I, uh, uh, I, I talked to the ducks, I told you that earlier, the geese at the park. They haven't been killed up there yet. Um, I talk to the de- geese, and I, I you know, quack, 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 and I say, like, I'm Granddad, I'm Granddad. I'll do it to the deer, too. I'll roll the window. Hey, it's Granddad here. He'll say, Granddad, they don't know that you're Granddad. You're my granddad. You may not be their granddad. You have to tell them you're Howard. So I, <laughs> but some people call me granddad. I am, uh, and some people call me, well, a lot worse, to be brutally honest with you. I, I didn't know this until I saw the story on channel or heard the story with, uh, with um, Taylor Long a few minutes ago. In Ohio, as of today, the uh, no texting law is being enforced as a no. Uh, no warning law. If, if you're texting while driving and you are stopped by the police in Ohio, as of today, uh, you will be fined. What took us so long, Howard? Um, I think the law has been in effect, but I think they've up until now it's been a, um, you know, you just kind of get a warning. But as of now, the distracted law, uh, distracted driving law in Ohio, which has been in effect for a while, will now be uh, cracked down on, on in terms of texting. First offense, um, $150 fine, two points on your license. Second offense, $250 fine, three points on your license. And if you get the third offense or more, four points and a $500 fine. Um, and I believe on this side of the river, Howard, uh, West Virginia, any kind of device, it's a $100 fine. You cannot talk on your cell phone in West Virginia. You, you cannot hold your cell phone, and, and that's that, that's the thing in Ohio, too. You can use – I have a – mine is, goes through my car, and you can do that hands-free – uh, or actually, I guess it's according to this article from Channel Seven. In Ohio, if you have a speaker phone, if you put your phone on speaker and put it on the seat, it's just you can't hold it in your hand while you're. And maybe I watch too much Law and Order, Howard. You know, I can't even spell lawyer. But I would say, no, wait a minute here, State of Ohio. What about your truck drivers with the CB radio? They're constantly looking at their dial. They're constantly, well, I'd exaggerate a little bit like a good lawyer does, Howard. Yeah. They're constantly <laughs> changing the frequencies or cha- changing the dial. Yeah. You know, are you going to shut them down next? I mean, aren't you being a little difficult? Well, that's a good, that's, that's a really good point. I, I've, I, listen, I have come to recognize that texting and driving is a ser- serious problem. And even though I used to argue that, you know, kids today are pretty good at it, and they are. Um, still, it is it is dangerous. I'll tell you how I know it. Every once in a while, even if I'm driving and I just turn my head to look at an incoming text, I realize how much attention I've lost on the road. I mean, so I, I, I have a 
I'm more in support of these laws than before. But I used to always say, listen, the law should be that if you commit an offense of any kind, an accident or what have you, while you are distracted, no matter what it is, I used to say you can be distracted by your phone, you can be distracted by the radio, you can be distracted by eating your Egg McMuffin, and quite frankly, many of us can be distracted by the really hot-looking girl walking down the street in a short skirt. Yeah, keep your eyes on the road, Howard. Distracted driving should be distracted driving. But this is a cell phone law. It went into, it, it went into effect some time ago. But as of today in Ohio, the distracted driving laws will be enforced. You will be fined no grace period. The distracted driving law in Ohio does not allow drivers to, quote, use, hold, or physically support a cell phone. Um, it says you can do it when you're stopping in a red light. I don't think. I think in West Virginia you can't even do it at a red light. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I remember hearing that when the first one was effect. Um, and you know, basically, any way to hold the phone, you can't hold the phone to your ear. You, you know, you can't take a call with the the phone to your ear. Uh, if you're holding the phone, you're in trouble in Ohio. I just hope, hopefully, not. No, why do I say that? I start to say hopefully not. Not a lot of you do that. But, in fact, most of you do that. Look how far we come, Howard. You know, when you and I were lads, we were standing on the back seat. We didn't have a seatbelt on. We were looking out the back. We were messing around. You as know? distracted as distraction could be. Absolutely. A ball in a car, a balloon up front, dogs yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Now, you know, that's the people. Again, I'm a, hey, I'm a pet lover. But come on. The big dog's hanging out. You're driving. you got your dog on your lap. You don't think that's a safety? I, I know that's a Debbie Downer, Howard. Yeah. But come on. You're being selfish. I see your dog. Do you have to have your dog on your lap while you drive the car? Do you see, I don't see a lot of people with a dog on their lap. Every once in a while. Okay, okay. the dog barking out the window, that's cool. But if I, he's I on see, your I lap. I see him come, look, looking out the other window. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Because I like to see him looking out the night. That's cool. How you doing? If yeah. we're stopped next to him, I roll my window down. And once again, I go, hi, it's granddad. You don't whack at him, Howard? No, I, I try to bark, woof, woof. And, you know, and they look at me like, oh, my Lord, what? <laughs> what they are... look at Teddy. Teddy looks at them like, yeah, I know what you're feeling. Teddy does this. We have no video here. Teddy does this all the time. That head down, yeah. Puts his head in his hands, you know. <laughs> oh, granddad, granddad, granddad. We've talked a lot about the... Um, Deer kill at Ogilvy and elsewhere this morning. A few more coming in on the Frio stack. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> very, very busy on the Frio stack auction service text line today. Uh, the deer in Woodsdale need to be thinned out as well. They are constantly crossing 88, and several have been killed. Um, I, I won't disagree with this person. I'm sure they're from Woodsdale. I don't see too many in Woodsdale. I'm in Woodsdale a lot. I don't see too many uh, deer uh, in Woodsdale. And not to disagree with you and... Um, Clive, you rich from earlier. You know, I used to drive to West Liberty every day when I was working up there, um, and I never saw a deer on the road. Never, I never saw a deer on the road. Well, the time of day is important. I mean, you could That's see one any time, but certain times you better be watching for them. Yep. Frio Stack Auction Service text line: The deer are starting to rut. Is that right? Are we in rut? Season? And they'll be moving around. You know what they're looking for, Howard? Uh, that which many are. Good morning, Howard. Harvest the deer. At least they didn't say kill Bambi. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> kill, kill, kill. Those are the comments we have so far on the Frio Stack auction service uh, text line. Feel free to uh, call in and uh, or, or, or text in. Uh, listen, maybe I could ask you these questions. Why do you think it's important for all students to learn about others, including stories about minorities, when they get their first book? Well, it's huge, Howard. you got to know how the other folks live. you got to know how the, uh, the people in other countries live. Why does the first book uh, program focus on low-income kids? 
Well, Howard, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because they just don't have the availability that the others do. In some parts of the country, there are controversies going on about banning books. Do you think banning books is a good idea? It's always out there. No, I, I, I hate that idea, Howard. I hate that idea. But uh, unfortunately, we, it's something we still deal with uh, uh, occasionally. All right. I fulfilled my obligation. Uh, <laughs> I think I did just as good enough uh, job, honestly, let's, in the, I'm gonna. We'll see if this is my guest who was supposed to be at 915 today and—, and this whole thing's been wackadoodle. I, listen, I think this could be a really good interview. I'm really, I actually wanted to do this interview, but scheduling it has just been a, a nightmare. Um, and I, at, at midnight last night, I realized I, I have it on my calendar at 9:15 today, and I've never heard from anybody that, that the woman was going to call or never sent them a number or something. But not, but so I've done my duty, right? I've got the. We've taken care of it. They weren't the right answers, but you got the uh, answers out. Actually, I think you were pretty good. I think I the what I'm going to do. Remember when I was talking earlier about the podcast? If you ever say to yourself, "What do you say?" Tomorrow, we'll listen to if if she happens if we are able to schedule it. I can't guarantee that we will, but if uh, Kylie Zimmer gets scheduled for tomorrow, we'll, we'll compare and then and then we'll go to the podcast uh, at WatchdogNetwork.com and see what Bob had to say, how he answered the questions today, and I bet you that you did just as good a job as she would have uh, done. Um, all right, it's uh, 16 to the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. On the last talk line on Metro News, Congressman and U.S. Senate candidate Alex Munyanwahi voted against a continuing resolution to keep the government open. The bills I voted for are 12 months of full-year funding. We have to kick the can down the road, ga- road game of continuing resolutions and surrendering the power of the purse. So that's why I voted that way. I wanted to continue to work on the appropriations bills one at a time, single spending bills, do our job, and I still want to do that today. Keep up on what's happening in West Virginia Talk Line, weekdays at 10.06 on this Metro News Station. Babies come with lots of decisions. Cloth or disposable? Crib or bassinet? So when it comes to protection, go with the safest, most effective choice, vaccination. Get all the recommended vaccines for your baby by age two to protect your child against 14 serious childhood diseases. For more reasons to vaccinate, talk to your child's doctor. Go to cdc.gov vaccines or call 800-CDC-INFO. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Tune in Mondays at noon for all your local high school sports news from the number one sports editor in the Ohio Valley, The Seth Stasky Show, sponsored by Gumby's, only on The Watchdog. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. 
visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers and you'll find service from experienced professionals real steel find yours at steelusa.com Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. It's 948. It's until the hour. Uh, Bob Westfall will be along here in a handful of minutes to tell us what's going on with the Big 7. What are they working on today? It's going to be a nice day. Sunny, high around 80 today. Some showers coming in tomorrow. Could be some thunderstorms mixed in with them. Temperature starts to drop tomorrow down to around 67 uh, and then into the 50s for the rest of the weekend and into the beginning of next week. Some rain again on Sunday, uh, Friday and Saturday uh, for Ogilvy Fest. But I don't think it's going to be a huge, gigantic problem. Temperature is rising. 66, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 65 at the Highlands. 60 in Elm Grove. And 66 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Bob, have you followed this story down in Sissonsville, the Charleston area of the kids who are being apparently held captive in a shed outside their family's home. Just a terrible story, Howard. Terrible. They, they treated them like animals. That, literally. Literally like animals. Uh, they had they had adoptive kids and several of them were literally, I believe, chained. I should be careful about that phrase, but were literally kept locked in a shed outside the house. And, and I, I don't know. There had been complaints by neighbors to the police and to Child Protective Services that they were concerned that these kids were being abused. And on at least two occasions, the Child Protective Services people did indeed go to the home and they asked questions and they investigated. Um, When the deputies checked on the family, they were told there was a plumbing issue in the house, therefore they were using an outdoor toilet, but it was just because they had a plumbing problem. And the deputy said, well, you know, it was not not the world's best house, but we couldn't see any problems. The deputy said, we put our eyes on the kids. You know, we saw the kids, and we didn't see any obvious signs of, of abuse or anything like that. Uh, that was the first time. Second time they went back out, pretty much the same thing. Uh, Another set of deputies went out, made contact with the parents. They laid eyes on the children. They talked to the children. The kids were inside, had eaten dinner. Again, nothing substantial, no issue. I don't know whether to jump up and down and yell that they should have paid more attention or to say, you know, if you go, you investigate, and these people are smart enough to hidden it carefully. Can can you hold, you know, the the deputies and then the CPS folks accountable? I, I, I have mixed feelings about that. I have no mixed feelings about the parents, though. The adoptive parents. And Howard, I'm not string them up. I'm not pointing a finger to anybody, but you know, you can tell poor people. uh, You know, you look at their digs, you look how how they live. Mountain folk, a little bit different. You got to remember, they're way out there, way way out there. But it sounds like they did drop the ball, Howard. Uh, I don't know how many of the clues they missed, but they they missed a couple. But your point is well taken. The deputies themselves said that. You know, I mean, look. You go into a uh, you go into a home and 
Okay, it is not up to what we might call the typical middle-class standards, right? Okay. But this is not a middle-class family. It's not a middle-class neighborhood. You, you point out it's out in the mountains. Maybe. I don't know exactly. But, you know, it's it's a rural community. And the deputy said that. They said, well, it, was, it wasn't best. There was a lot of squalor was the word they used. Um, but we couldn't find anything that suggested abuse. They talked to the kids. They talked to the kids. Um, they looked at the kids. They talked to the kids. Uh, and they just they, they didn't see any uh, potential uh, problems. Now, apparently, I think the second time out, the, the, the they learned that there were two more kids that they had not seen. And I guess they might have been the ones locked into the outdoor shed. So anyways, I, two issues on this. Number one, I hope the parents face every possible consequence they can. How in God's name you can... I don't care if you're a mountain man or not. I don't care how how do you deal with kids like that. I, I, I can't comprehend that. And, and then number two, I, I don't know. I, I, did, they, did the deputies drop the ball? Did CPS drop the ball? I mean, they had two phone calls, at least two phone calls, from neighbors who said there's a problem there. You know, you do kind of say, well, there's smoke, there's fire. On the other hand, you know, all of us are concerned about we don't want the government intruding into our lives too deeply. Absolutely, Howard. When you go into a home and you take children away from their parents, you better have more proof than you ever need. So these guys went, deputies went, and they, they checked the house. Again, they said, yeah, it wasn't the best, but it was, you know, it's a mountain. As you say, Bob, it's out in the rural community. It's a mountain. Okay, it's not the best, but okay. Plumbing was broken, but they said they were fixing it. Uh, they talked to the kids. No signs of abuse, I assume. No, you know, marks on their face or anything. Like the kids didn't say anything. I don't know. All I know is I'm glad that I'm glad they got him. Seven to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Let's talk to Bob Westfall from the Big Seven WTRF TV. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Howard. How are you? Let me check. All my parts are in place, and and that's uh, that's pretty good. Hey, you got a new uh, you got a new anchor over there? Is that right? Yes, we do. I was, that was an opening for you to tell me about it. It's Michelle. I, I didn't get. I, I should remember her last name. I, I saw the Chavez. Steve, Chavez. Okay, and uh, she's going to be working with uh, Stephen and with uh, Bailey in the uh, afternoons and evenings, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Um, yeah, she's. Uh, she comes from Pittsburgh. A little bit of her background. Um, but yeah, she started yesterday. We're really excited to have her with us. I have not seen her anchoring yet, but I did see. Uh, I think Stephen did a little video piece either on Facebook or on uh, on Twitter X. Um, you know, so welcome her. I certainly would uh, would welcome her in. And I, I want to say something else, pass the word along. Bailey Martin did a story this week, and now I can't remember. Oh, it was the story about, it was the coverage of Wheeling City Council this week. I thought she did a tremendous job covering that story. Um, I, I'd watched the council meeting, so I, I knew the facts of the story. And um, just every once in a while, a, a reporter's work jumps out at me, and I thought Bailey did a really, really good job uh, extremely good job with that yeah. uh, story about um, Wheeling Council and the concerns over housing and so on. Um, and I just, I just, I, you know, sometimes I feel the need to say that because I just thought it was, I thought she did a really, really good job. Yeah, she did a fantastic job on that. Um, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but uh, yeah, she did a fantastic job in that. She did a fantastic job up in Fallensby uh, this week as well, uh, dealing with the traffic, uh, with the uh, traffic lights, things that, uh, Department of Highways wants to shut down. So, yeah, she did a fantastic job. We got some great people here. Yeah, you do. And I think Bailey is a real up-and-comer. I mean, she's just she's just an extremely good anchor and a really, 
you know, I always look to see whether you can be an anchor and maybe not necessarily the best reporter, but she seems to be a good reporter and a good writer. And um, so you got you, you got a winner there, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. What are you working on today? All right. Some of the things we're working on uh, on our website, if you go to WTRF.com, you'll see four local men have been charged with sex crimes. Um, came from the U.S. Attorney's Office earlier this morning. Um, so that is being uh, that is on our web. I'm sure it'll be on social media here shortly. So we'll have that uh, today at noon with the names and charges. So we'll have that. Other things we're working on today is um, talk to Senator Capito Brown and Vance yesterday, dealing with the uh, decision to vote and not vote uh, for the funding package. Uh, dealing with Ukraine fundage. Obviously, Senator Vance um, is quite leery of all the money that's going to Ukraine. Uh, Brown and uh, Capito, ironically, agree with each other, um, thinks that it should continue. So we'll have an update on that today in our 5 o'clock. So we'll have that. Uh, YWCA is having its uh, candlelight vigil, Marshall County Courthouse tonight at 430. Now for uh, National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, obviously that's a huge issue, uh, in, in not only in this area but across the country. Uh, so Colin Roos will be covering that event and bringing that back for our 6 o'clock news. And Riley Moore, Treasurer Moore, is in uh, town today. He's going to visit West Virginia Northern. Uh, it's a program called What Makes You Proud to Be a West Virginia Skilled Worker. As we know, that's become huge here in the area. A lot of the colleges in the area now offer uh, welding classes, things like that. Um, so we're going to follow up on that. And then a little bit of sad news. I don't know if you knew Mickey Crea. Oh, I did, yes. Yeah, he passed away earlier this week. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Oh, yeah, I, I, I loved, I, I worked with him. I loved working with him. He was a great guy. Yeah, good friend, uh, producer, uh, director here for the Easter Seals, Easter Sales Telephone, and probably the Muscular Dystrophy Telephone for years and years yep. and years. I uh, was creative service director here when I came uh, in, nine, oh gosh, 88, sorry, <laughs> um, in 88. So, yep, so, sorry to see him pass. Great man, always calling about Mountaineer schedule, so always getting that together for him. So we're going to have a little bit of an obit on that for him. And then a uh, story out of Brook County. Uh, canine officer Kane broke his leg during a training session, and they're working uh, to get some funding to help uh, with the uh, care uh, for the canine officer. So we've got that today. Uh, weather still looking gorgeous. A little bit of rain rolling in maybe later tonight uh, into tomorrow. So we've got that. And then, of course, you know, football Fridays tomorrow. Um, so, kind of a little bit of everything this week. Well, you bummed me out, though, about Mickey Korea. Mickey was a great guy. I really enjoyed, I enjoyed working with him. He was just such a darn nice guy. If I remember correctly, after he left the TV station, retired from the TV station, he still stayed around for a number of years and continued to do just the telethons, if I remember correctly. Uh, he did telethons, and then he also was in... Um, um, in um Production and stuff outside the station, okay. things like that. That nice, yeah. just I mean, very talented guy. First of all, but uh, and he, he was part of the going all the way back, pretty close to the original crew too. But just a just a yeah. nice guy. I really enjoyed making. I'm I'm sorry to hear that he passed. I did not know that. Yeah. So you've so you've given us good information, but now you bum me out this morning. But that's okay. That's all right. Well, it, it's my job. It, it, I guess I guess really it kind of is your job, isn't it? Well, you know, I just want to let you know a lot. Like you said, Vicky was a great guy, and I just you know people probably should know about the situation. I absolutely, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. All right. Appreciate your time this morning. We will talk again tomorrow to put the wraps on the week. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Bye-bye.
All right, and that's it. I gotta say, sayonara, see you, bye bye, farewell. I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. Kerchival's got the com coming up next, and uh, we will reconvene tomorrow morning. You've already got some of your highlights already figured out, don't you? Got them right here, Howard. Yeah, working on the highlights of the week for tomorrow. Plus, uh, Jenna's in from the Uniglobal Highlight Travel, and hopefully, John McCabe and I kicking around the Ohio Valley News Week in review, and maybe uh, we'll talk about Band Books Week. I'll ask Bob some more questions if all <laughs> all else fails. It's ten o'clock. See you in the morning. KKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY, Moundsville.